Cecilia works in parish ministry in Delaware, where she talks about God's love all day, every day. Be sure to connect with Cecilia on Twitter and Instagram at CEC Squared. Check out her podcast, Jesus Loves You, This I Know, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and where all great podcasts are found. On her website, JesusLovesYouPod.org, you can learn more about Cecilia, her podcast, and find great resources like articles and book recommendations. This is a Know His Love story. Yeah, so when I was growing up, my family, we were Catholic, um, and we would go to Mass every once in a while, not super regularly, but I always just kind of had this sense that God was good. You know, God loved me. The song, Jesus Loves Me, This I Know. A lot of my extended family were Protestant and, and very actively practicing. And so when I actually thought about Jesus's love, a lot of what I knew about it came from them, came from spending time with my grandparents, my cousins, hearing them pray. But I never really had that personal experience myself. And then when I was about 16 years old, my parents very suddenly divorced. And it happened out of nowhere. It was a very messy, messy divorce. And in that time, that was kind of when I started to doubt everything. Because I started, as I saw my parents doing things that I knew weren't right, I started to doubt their love for me. And then that became very naturally that I also started to doubt God's love for me and why was all of this happening? And it was very confusing. And, you know, people would constantly say, well, well, I'm praying for you. God will give you strength. And I was like, this, this is not how it's supposed to work. So um, that really affected my relationship with God. Actually, um, it had like a counter intuitive effect because people were telling me, you know, well, God loves you. God has you. We're praying for you. And I was like, if that's true, I, I need to dive into this. <laughs> you know, I need to lean into this because I'm definitely not feeling it. And as as far as my relationship with others, um, you know, our, our relationship with our parents are it's that original relationship that we have. Um, and so when when that relationship is is harmed or or injured or fractured in any kind of way, it really does affect our relationship with God. Um, in a very clear, direct way. And so as I, I felt myself trusting my parents less, um, in a way, uh, I, this is an over-exaggeration, of course, but as I started to grieve um, and almost felt like an orphan in a way, um, it, it made me, it, it was painful. And, and it really felt lonely made me feel alone. And that was where I didn't want to stay there because I, I knew that that was not what things were supposed to be like. I knew that there had to be more, but it was an extremely, extremely painful place to be in, um, to, to realize that, to, to feel that loneliness, to wonder whether or not you're loved. I, I had mentioned that because I was surrounded by these people who really did trust and believe in God's love, um, I, I wanted to lean into it. I, I wanted to make sure that, you know, it, I wasn't going to discount that without trying it all out. So after my parents got divorced, very soon after I was able to drive and I started driving myself to mass every single Sunday, 
And there was one Sunday, I remember it very, very clearly. It was the first Sunday of Advent. And the priest invited us in his homily to read some of the gospel, to, to read the gospel in preparation for Jesus's coming. And I went home and I asked my dad if he had a Bible. He didn't. We went out to Barnes and Noble and got one. And when I got home, I sat down and I opened it. He, Father had said to read the gospel. So I opened it to the first chapter of the gospel of Matthew, which of course is the genealogy of Jesus. And as I was reading through it, I was like, this can't be right. <laughs> like He said, this was going to change our lives. And so I, I flipped back to the book of Psalms. And when I started reading the book of Psalms, it was like, this is the prayer that I didn't have the words for. This is what is going on in my heart. This is what is going on in my life. And so first, I immediately, the, the loneliness that I had felt was dispelled because it was like, okay, you know, if someone hundreds or thousands of years ago felt the same thing, you know, certainly I'm not alone in that. This is, this is a real part of the human experience. And then met with God's promises, this realization that that prayer, knowing that we're loved by God, doesn't make the problems go away, which I think had, had been my understanding, but that we can have faith and trust in his promise because of his love. And so as I started to read the Psalms and I, I went deeper into them, them, and then I went to Matthew chapter two, and then eventually made it to, to reading St. Paul's letters. And really it was through scripture. And as I went deeper and deeper into scripture, I fell more and more in love with the mass. And that changed everything because then suddenly it wasn't like, okay, I'm doubting my parents' love. So there must be no love. It was my parents aren't perfect, that there's only one who is perfect. There's only one who loves me perfectly, and it's God. And so then I started to be able to hold a little bit more space, be more forgiving, patient with the people in my life, because it's like, yeah, of course, they're not going to be perfect. You know, th they never were supposed to be. God is. And so then being able to to lean in, to trust God, to really believe in his love for me, uh, opened up space to, to really love other people, to, to acknowledge that, no, they're not going to be perfect. And I, I love uh, something that I've noticed that's been cultivated in my life over the years. I think as I've learned more about God's love for me, his unconditional love, you know, realizing that when I make mistakes, um, he's not there ready to, to, you know, jump on me, but almost being able to see um, the humor in it, like God seeing me and saying, oh, you tried so hard, <laughs> you know, um, that then that's allowed me to see other people and see they're doing their best. They're trying so hard. Um, and, and how much I need to love them as God loves them. And that's something that only comes through grace. That's really, that's not something because I'm, I'm ready there to, to jump on anyone <laughs> as, as soon as they do something wrong, but really believing and trusting in God's love for me, it becomes so clear that, um, that he loves other people. And that's one of the verses from, um, it's from the book of Sirach that really had a huge impact on me. I was at a point where I was, um, I guess really burdened by 
just my mistakes, some of my sins, but my humanity. And in the book of Sirach, it says that God understands every human deed. And that's something that I come back to over and over again, especially when people hurt me, (laughs) is that God understands. Like, I don't understand. I don't know why they did it, but like God made us good. He sees that goodness. And so to trust in that goodness um, for myself, then very naturally extends to others. And believing this and seeing how much it's transformed my life, I can't help but want others to to encounter that same love, to know God's unconditional love, because it really does change everything. Being a a beloved child of God to me really means that I have a very real power as being a daughter of God. One of my favorite titles uh, of God is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And I love it because it's just so incredibly powerful. Just immediately, every single time that I hear it or I speak those words, I'm just like, yep, there's no one higher. And there's no one higher. And for some mysterious reason, he has made me his daughter. And owning that um, leaves a very real opportunity for for me to, to say, you know what? I am a daughter of God. I am not going to be discouraged by this. Um, I I love actually just yesterday I was teaching confirmation and we were talking about baptism and I was talking about, you know, every single time we bless ourselves with holy water and the protection that comes with that of like reclaiming our baptism saying, nope, I belong to God. And that's something as life has gotten really difficult as things have, um, have tempted me to a very real kind of despair to turn back. And it's something that's God reaffirms over and over again in scripture. And it's in all the prayers of the mass. You can't get away from it is this idea that he will not lose me. That, and that's really what my baptism means is that he has claimed me as his own. I am his daughter. I don't have to be afraid of anything because he has promised that he would not lose me. So there's a real peace that comes with that. There's a real freedom that then, again, I don't have to be afraid of making mistakes, especially working in ministry. It's something that, you know, in ministry, we're very aware that we are not perfect and that we have this task that is so much bigger than us. And so being a daughter of God allows me to say, you know what, my dad's going to take care of it. And, and that's something that really brings a lot of peace. I'm a really big fan of little, little ways that God shows his love. And it's hard to talk about because a lot of times there are things that can very easily just be um, kind of attributed to coincidence. Like that's, that's just coincidence, but uh, really being aware of, of all of the, the little things that he's doing. And so it's it's things like this morning I had a really, really good cup of coffee and I was in the middle of doing some some things. The technology wasn't working out for me. And you know, as soon as I took that sip, it was like I felt the life in me <laughs> was ready to go. And um and something that a priest told me long ago was, you know, when you take that first sip of of coffee, God created the coffee bean. He put it in in, you know that country. He made the people who would harvest the bean, who would then roast it, who would ship it, who would do all of these things. 
that God planned all of that so that you could have that first cup of coffee. And so suddenly that it's like, oh my goodness, like this coffee is from God. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous. You know, it's, it sounds, um, like I said, just coincidental. And, and um, but that seeing that and seeing God loving me in those really little ways does remind me that everything is a result of his love, that it reminds me of his providence, that he's constantly providing for me. It it reminds me of his sovereignty, that he's in charge, that he's the one that's ruling everything. So really it's those little things. And it often seems to be connected to to food or drink, but (laughs) but that's that's me and my flesh. (laughs) You will not always feel God's love for you. And it doesn't change the fact that it's real. And we can see that from all of human history, the beginning in the very beginning, that God did not need to create the world. The reason that you are here is because he loves you, because he knows that the world would not be its best possible self without you. And when we look through all of human history, when we look, especially in the Bible, the Hebrew people who rejected God, who forgot about him often, who very rarely actually believed that they were loved by him, that it was through them that God chose to save the world. And when he chose to save the world, he didn't do it by just making everything easy for us. He suffered so that we could look at him on the cross looking down at us. And he was there dying for us and saying to us, do you trust me now? Do you trust me now that my love will go to any length for you? We won't always feel it, but that's the cross. That's every time we see a crucifix hanging or on a rosary, or even just think about it, that that's God reminding us how deep his love is even though we don't feel it. We don't have to feel it all the time in order to believe it, in order to trust in it. And we don't need to beat ourselves up if we don't believe it or don't trust in it. We can just say, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief, and he will take care of everything else.